welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. I am your not-so-secret pod crush, Oscar Puente, and I'm here to tell you that it's okay to like things, and it's okay to be happy. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are fucking magnificent. And it is worthy of love and joy. Uh, Still being positive, are we? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of love and joy, I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by permanent resident guest host Adam P. and super producer Ian Stimson! Ian, 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 Ian. Yeah, actually, what am I talking about? I should be very, very positive, shouldn't I? <laughs> very Absolutely. fucking positive. Yeah, of We're off to Wembley. We're off to Wembley. Well, hey ho, it's gonna go. We're off to Wembley. <laughs> As we record, we haven't played the second leg yet, but um, yeah, I mean, we're going in with a I'll four on. Absolutely nothing can go wrong, Ian. Don't worry. <laughs> nothing, nothing's ever gone wrong with people counting their chickens, has it? Uh, was I looking at hotel rooms? Because the playoff final is the day after. Uh, the the night out that we always have at the end of end of Premier League season, like it, the Premier League season finishes on Sunday the twenty eighth. The League One playoff final is Monday the 29th. So yeah, I've already looked at hotel rooms. I I stopped myself from actually booking. I'll do that Thursday. Oh, you coward! Do it. I'll, I'll Come do on. it. I'll do it Thursday night about the seventieth minute if we're still a couple of goals up. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, that's really tempting fate is doing it during the match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah no, that's true. Don't worry, I'll have an in-play bet against us just ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, it was unbelievable beating Sheffield Wednesday for. I mean, well, even before that, Ian. What? To get into to the get playoffs. To get into the playoffs. Yeah, you're absolutely Dude. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, at one point we were given a 10% chance of doing that from 538. And then, so we needed Derby to lose and us to win or something like Derby to draw and us to win by three goals or something something like that. But basically we needed a favour. The favour we needed was from Sheffield Wednesday, who beat Derby for us, um, who we're now 4-0 up against in the... Uh, in the semi-final. And, what, a, um, what a way to say thanks. Yeah, really bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Because like, I'm, I'm watching the, the first leg, and get, get a notification that Derby have had a, a red card and it's only sort of 20 minutes in or whatever it was. I was like, fucking hell, they had 10 men already. Then realised it was a penalty incident. So Sheffield Wednesday had a penalty. Flick over on Sky. Brilliant. See the penalty go in. This is amazing. Dar- like Sheffield Wednesday are doing their bit. Derby are losing. Peterborough get, go 2-0 up. It was... Dreamland stuff, but because Sheffield Wednesday stayed only one nil up, all all it needed to ruin it was a Derby goal. So it was just I was ended up watching as much of the uh, Sheffield Wednesday Derby match as I did the Peterborough match. Yeah, that's the one I watched because Peterborough wasn't on TV here. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I'm watch. I'm like, what the fuck happened to my life that I'm watching like Sheffield a Wednesday Derby. two teams that I don't like? No one I even know support. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was right. Right up until the last minute, because that's that, that's how it stayed. So at any point, a derby goal could have ruined it all. But yeah, we snuck in in sixth, and then to to go four nil up in the in the first leg of the semi final, it it was crazy. Because Sheffield Wednesday, uh, on paper, they are a better team than us, and they usually on the field also. Yeah, <laughs> they they finished nineteen points ahead of us in the league, so it is outrageous. <laughs> if if you know if we were to go up in, in, instead of them, don't care. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's it was good stuff. I mean, they seem to completely shit the bed. They just seem to at two nil up. We did not deserve really to be in front. It was a pretty even game. Um, 
and it was a, there was a deflected goal and and stuff. So, it, but then they just seemed to go to pieces. They just went to far too direct football. People have learned how to defend in the last three or four matches, which is insane. Um, and quite useful. Yeah, really right in the nick of time too. Yeah, I mean we won a hundred percent of the aerial duels in defence, and that is not what Peterborough do generally. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, yeah, thank you for indulging me for a, a moment. But um, yes, we go into uh, Thursday's uh, play. Uh, what's the word? Second leg with a lot of hope, definitely that we will get to Wembley. So that hope be fun is a nice trip. thing. Hope is beautiful, and I'm glad that you have it and you feel it in your little cold dead English heart. It makes me <laughs> makes me so so just. Delighted. That feels like support. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It is. It is. Compliment. Yep. Yep. Um, hey, there he is. It's Adam. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of cold dead hearts. <laughs> how you feeling, yeah, we'll, we'll get to your your team later. But how I are did. you doing besides the football, Adam? How's it going for you this week? Yeah, you know, I tr- I've tried not to think about the football as much as possible. Um, so yeah, it. You kind of have to get over those things as much as possible. It, I always find it's the worst when it happens on a Sunday afternoon because then it's just like such a terrible way to start the week. It's yeah, not ideal. But um, but I got an Xbox, a new Xbox, and <laughs> I've been consoling myself by playing Jedi Survivor, which I am yeah. very much enjoying. I was literally playing that like a minute before it was time to record, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's time! <laughs> I gotta go." How are you liking it? I'm pretty early in the story. I've just been like, just keep getting distracted by exploring caves and mines and stuff. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's the first sort of linear, semi-open world uh, kind of game that I've played in a while. Um, I kind of fell out of gaming for a couple of years. Um, so yeah, picking it back up is is really enjoyable. And I've spent way too much time customizing my lightsaber and my droid. Mm. Yeah. What do you At got? Le- Talk to me about your lightsaber. <laughs> Uh, so I've got, I think it's... I'm going to the... head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back in about an hour or so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's customized with, it's like a white main color with Ooh. gold trimmings and a pink grip. No um, shit. That's almost exactly the same as mine. Oh, really? <laughs> you guys sound like you have the most Essex lightsabers I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Mine is white with gold and um, a white blade. Okay. Is she called Tracy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your preferred stance, Adam? And then we'll move on, Ian, I promise. But are you dual wielding? Are you double bladed? Are you using the blaster? Like, um, what's your stance? I, I sort of vary. I, re- I don't use the single at all. Um, yeah, who does? Gross. I think double, uh, yeah. I think double blade I like the most, mainly because of the jump, like the kind of horizontal jump move that you can do. Oh, the vortex one really when cool. you unlock it? Yeah. Ah, that's a good one. And it's, it's I find, I use the double bladed one for, um, clearing out big groups of stormtroopers yeah but when it's yeah, one-on-one 100%. dual wielding like ahsoka tano is just like fucking dream come true man yeah no that is that is definitely very cool nice all right ian you have to get this game for for the boy if nothing else <laughs> uh sorry star wars star wars game <laughs> oh, get no, it it's good yeah, oh, right yeah yeah still still on that yeah cool cool cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right we'll move on uh we'll kick things off as we sometimes do and used to always do around these parts and that's with our very famous segment <clears throat> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening Peterborough 4, Sheffield Wednesday 0. Oh, no, sorry, we <laughs> already covered that it, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to something else then. Chelsea win women's FA Cup final in front of world record 77,390 Wembley crowd. 
Ah, 1-0. Champions, champions, champions. Let's go. Sam Kerr scored the only goal to keep Emma Hayes aside on course for a third successive domestic double. We'll almost definitely get more attendance than the League One playoff final. Uh, so uh, congratulations. Yeah, just uh, the 77,000. To the women's big. game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, that's a, a, an amazing attendance. It just goes to show the, 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 the growth of the women's game, doesn't it? I mean, it was a massive deal all over the all over radio and TV. So uh, good stuff. And, and congratulations, Oscar, on, on your trophy. Yes. Yes, it is nice to have at least one of the two Chelsea teams being good. <laughs> Even if we don't particularly give them much attention on the podcast other than the sporadic check-in here and there. Fucking great. Fucking great. It's just a good time to be a Chelsea women's team fan. And it makes you wonder if maybe they should have a bigger fucking stadium every week. Because uh-huh. if they can draw 77,000... I don't know, maybe, you know, a medium-sized stadium would be of benefit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, there are there are talks of the, um, or in fact, I think they've recently announced uh, the Arsenal women team have increased the amount of uh, WSL games that they're going to be playing at the Emirates next season, which is good to see. Because um, I think, in fact, I, I know I was at the uh, record-breaking uh, women's North London derby this season that broke the WSL attendance record. I think it was, I think it was around fifty thousand mm. or so. Um, I might be a bit off on that one, but uh, but yeah, there's definitely scope to increase the amount of games that are being played um, in in bigger stadiums. Uh, like when you compare, certainly from an Arsenal women's perspective, I think they play their normal home games at the Boreham Wood Ground, which is uh, which is kind of obviously much smaller, uh, much yeah. lower capacity. So I think there's definitely scope, like like you say, Oscar, to kind of uh, to increase attendance, is there? Definitely. I mean, as well as clubs are doing quite well these days. Uh, um, you know, the the academies being integrated and even the senior teams being integrated, it would be nice to see a bit more usage of the main stadiums because it's it's clear that there's a, an appetite for it and a, a growing appetite. So, yeah, it would be nice to see a, a bit more usage, like like you say. Yeah, it is good as time progresses and society progresses to see all the old arguments against the women's game just being shown to be complete and utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the quality di- is much better than the men's game in some cases. It's just <laughs> d- dinosaurs shouting into the void, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like they're, yeah. they, they'll, you know, they're on the wrong side of history. It will be, <laughs> you know, they, they can't do anything about it, which is brilliant because it's just impotent shouting into the void, which is the best kind. <laughs> so, yeah. You, can't, yeah, you can't stop progress, lads. No, so, and like... Stop. People will move to quality. You put amazingly talented athletes on a field and let people watch them do amazingly talented things, they'll fucking tune in and do it. Like, yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, shout out Chelsea Women, shout out World Record uh, attendance figures and all of the things. Speaking of Chelsea, we'll move on to our next story there. Chelsea agree terms with Mauricio Pochettino to become the new head coach. Uh, details of the deal are expected. This is per the athletic. Uh, are expected to be finalized in the coming days. Pochettino will start his new role in the summer um, with his son, Sebastian Pochettino, or Sebastiano Pochettino, I should say, to join him at Stamford Bridge as his backroom team. Club coaches will also join the staff. Fucking Nepo babies, Jesus <laughs> I know. Well, there's nothing that soccer likes more than a Nepo baby, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I'll let you guys react to this one because I kind of 
spent the last time we recorded saying I don't want Pochettino, so that might not be <laughs> My views are fairly known. I think he's the best type manager on the market, but I don't think that he's the best fit for Chelsea necessarily. We'll see how it goes. I'm choosing to be hopeful. But where are you guys at on this one? Um, it's difficult because so much of what you said the last time we spoke about how Chelsea aren't built for a project manager kind of go they're like the exact antithesis of what Pochettino will need. Like, I think if you give him sort of three, four years, I think he could turn Chelsea into a very impressive side. And that's just the looking at the players that he's got now. That's not even considering the potential investment that could happen in the future. And mm. uh, like some of the youth players that could come through the, the, uh, the impressive Chelsea Academy. But I think if you look at the likes of like Raheem Sterling, I could see him, uh, sort of rounding some of the rough edges um, off of him that sort of we saw uh, happened when he was at his peak under Guardiola. I think if you look at the midfield, there's a really decent base there. Like you've got um, Kovacic and uh, and Enzo. That's that's a decent pairing um, to fit in there. Uh, Pochettino likes kind of good athletic fullbacks, um, and you've got two of those in Chilwell and Reese James. Um, goalkeeper probably needs to be sorted out and striker as well um but there's the bones there of like a talented squad there's the raw materials for a manager who can kind of knit things together quite well and i mean look we saw what he did with a far less talented tottenham side and i know that's in a completely different competitive environment but it's i dig in it <laughs> think, well yeah i think i think um yeah i think you should be cautiously optimistic oscar Okay, I mean, the, there's a big if in your assessment there, which I think everything you said is true, but the, the if is can we get to the third year mm, of Pochettino because yeah. there's not going to be an immediate return, right? And um, that's so sort of my concern. Him. So you'll sack him? Yeah, we'll sack him after 18 months and then we'll start another <laughs> project. Months, and then bloody hell. <laughs> 18 months is how much managers get at Chelsea. Have you not been paying attention? On average, Ian? but yes. lately, I don't think that's the case. So oh, the, well, yeah, I, I guess don't think get that, no, I'm just, all I'm saying is that, you know, I, I got what you were saying last week about I, I don't want a project manager, just want bang results, you know, because we, we, we sack them early anyway, which obviously it's worked for Chelsea. So no one's really sacking off because generally it's worked. But I... Pochettino wants to be involved in transfers. He yep. he wants to be a project manager. Yeah, and and this is obviously I'm just distilling it down to what you said last week. You know, I don't know if that's what all Chelsea fans want, but it, this is yeah. He he wants to be fully involved. So I don't know that you're going to get what you want. I accept that you're being positive. Obviously, I think this is uh, probably the best manager you could maybe get under the circumstances i'm not sure i'm trying to think of anyone yeah it's him or nagelsman are the two names yeah. out there right now yeah right um and you're a fool ian all the things you said are very dumb and misguided and a younger dumber person maybe <laughs> would have said them um but i think that it's the best possible decision i think he's the best manager on the market and anytime you can get an elite talented I... person in your club you gotta go <laughs> I, for it right the future is now i think he's the best manager you can get <laughs> i was just basing it on what you said last week that you didn't want to <laughs> was, i was a younger man ian <laughs> yes, yes foolish and innocent all that time and ago. wrong yeah. in his ways. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be perfect and great, and nothing nothing bad can come of it. I mean, yeah, but um, how much of your joy is 90% that it just rubs Tottenham fans up the wrong way? <laughs> oh, right oh, yeah, now, that's all of the joy. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, Valid. yummy, yummy, yummy Tottenham tears sustaining me. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on then. Speaking of tears, our next story. Ivan Tony has been handed an eight-month ban by the FA over his betting offenses. Uh, Brentford, an England striker, has been banned from football, all football-related activities, for eight months, over 232 betting breaches. The 27-year-old will not be able to play for his club or country until his suspension comes to an end on January 16, 2024. He is also not allowed to train until September. Um, A statement by the FA read, Ivan Tony has been suspended, blah, 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 Uh, $50,000 fine, slap on the wrist, etc., etc., what do you guys think? Fair? Harsh? Free the Should have never one. been allowed to play again. Free the Peterborough one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, the, the way I'm still claiming Ivan Tony, even though he's not played for us for about four years, is just what we do. Um, uh, the Arsenal Peter- fans are still trying to claim Cesc Fabregas, and he, yeah. you know... Literally yeah. turned them down. Sorry, sorry, Adam. Sorry, I forgot you're here this week. I have Still to be nice soon. about Arsenal. Yep, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, pretty much all of these bets were done while he was a Peterborough player. Um, never never bet on his own matches, <laughs> but, you know, it's Brentford now suffering for, for things he did while he was a Peterborough player. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I knew it was going to be, everyone knew it was going to be a long ban. The number of charges were in the hundreds. Um, he's... And he has occasionally been uh, in his in his career a bit of a silly boy sometimes with the things he's done. Um, but this is possibly the stupidest because you know these things always get found out, and now you've mm. put your club in a, a difficult situation. Admittedly, a lot of that ban's going to be served over the summer, which is exactly what Brentford wanted, which is why the sort of equivocating has been done until. It, it, you know, now Brentford are safe. I presume all the um, charges have been answered and everything's been sorted. So a lot of that, but a good chunk of that ban gets served um, over the summer. But it's yeah, it's not great for his current club, is it? Because he's very much the uh, focal point of the attack uh, when he's been out. No one else has really stepped up to the plate. So um, yeah, not great for Brentford. And um, I mean, I, I, I think you've got to come down on these things harshly because even if you're not betting on games you're involved in obviously you know you you know people in the game I mean you can't you can't be doing this and it is something like 200 and whatever <laughs> 232 it's it's bad you know so you, it's a lot it's you, you a do lot. have to come down hard on these on these bands of course when you put it against bands that have been dished out for racism it's mm-hmm. you know you you start to get into sort of iffy waters because obviously some people have uh, said racist things on a pitch um, and got eight game bans. So eight games to eight months doesn't really fly, does it? Uh, yeah, he but... probably should have bitten someone and been a racist and he would have been <laughs> yeah, better off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then your teammates could have worn T-shirts in support of you. Um, but uh, yeah, well done, Liverpool. Um, but anyway, it's... Yeah, it's it's not great. I think eight months does sound harsh on the face of it, but I see why they come down hard on these things because they have there has to be a genuine deterrent uh, to this sort of thing. I don't know what his situation. I mean, will he still get paid for, by Brentford for these eight months? I mean, it's something he's done. I mean, I don't know how these contracts work. You know, whether they they get paid for the time that they're just fucking 
<laughs> sat playing FIFA instead of a, well FIFA's of course a football related activity so <laughs> <laughs> he might be allowed he's only just is he allowed to play Rocket League though does that count oh that's, that's a good that's question a, that's a grey area isn't it I don't know I did uh, speaking of Rocket League because I don't really think it's that interesting to talk about the, the band and this is my podcast so I can do what I want um, I joined a recreational Rocket League league for gamers over 30 for this summer and it's the most excited i've ever been for anything in my life oh wow a master's rocket league <laughs> i know we play uh sundays at eight or fridays at eight eastern coast time i'm sure there's a european equivalent adam yeah. if you gotta want get to it done look for 10. someone gotta get it yeah done oh yeah i gotta get it the name of the group you'll love this shout out the group it's called rocket league old farts and i'm in the rocket league old farts league <laughs> over 30s that is oh ancient good Lord. ancient by gaming standards ian these professional Rocket League players that I watch and am a fan of are fucking weird because they're all 15 to 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... Oh, anyway. Um, well, I, I can understand, but... So I'm 39 now, despite what some people would say. And uh, <laughs> I played Call of Duty the other day, and uh, I basically did it for a couple of minutes and then said to Finley, it's it's too busy, I, I just can't. <laughs> 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 I just gave him the... I, I can't, I'm sorry, mate, I can't, I can't do this. It's just too much going on. I just, yeah. Is that what war's like? Because it was awful. It was <laughs> really awful. Yeah, something like that, yeah, I think. <laughs> Maybe a bit busier, perhaps. Bit busier, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this war, it's awful busy, isn't it? <laughs> so it's much a, going on. It's, it's, going can on everyone just calm down a little bit? That'd be great. I couldn't really process. It was, yeah, it's yeah, it very tricky. Yeah, it sucks losing to someone whose username ends in 2009. Fuck that like, guy. Fuck me. Like, oh, you, you, I should not be worse than you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, He's here not we financially are. secure, though, Oscar. No, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> but can you choose what you're having for dinner, huh? 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 <laughs> I didn't think so. Oh. Knowing you, Oscar, though, what you're having won't be a million miles away from what he's nah, having. No, it would be dino nuggets and microwave pizza. But, you know, I chose that, Ian. I chose it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of children, Adam, it's time to get to it. We cannot avoid this any further. Let's get to the football. It was the big match of the week. Arsenal 0, Brighton 3, Arsenal 0.9 to Brighton's 1.7. How are you feeling, Adam, after that loss? Oh, I'm swimming. Yeah, you know, on top of the world, cloud nine. <laughs> um, no, obviously, it was a little bit disappointing. Um, I said to Ian uh, before we started recording, it's I'm sort of glad in a way to be put out of my misery because it was sort of... It felt a little bit like ever since uh, the, well, ever really since the draw to West Ham, um, sort of had a bit of a stay of execution of, oh, we're sort of still in the title race. Um, even when uh, even when we lost to Man City, there was always the chance that they might slip up in one of their games. And, and so I kind of had that faint, naive, foolish hope that that might happen. Um, and yeah, th- we were just so roundly and comprehensively beaten in the second half that uh, I almost couldn't have any complaints coming away from the game. It was one of those where your team is just so uh, so not up to the standard that was needed to win the game that mm. I was more disappointed um, than angry, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'd, I'd imagine... The fact that it's been such a slow process 
um, makes it hard to find a specific anger moment because anger is such a flash in the pan. Anger is such a like immediate emotion, but this has been like a lengthy drawn out, just relentlessly disopening if that's word. Yeah. (laughs) Disopening. Disopening. We we can invent new words to summarize Arsenal's pain. Um, This episode is going to be called the disopening. Just write that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, you're right. Because there wasn't that one moment of capitulation, um, there isn't that flashpoint for like either my anger or general fan anger. I think a lot of Arsenal fans feel similar to me in that they're just a little bit, just a little bit sad that the season is ending this way. Um, mm. and that it doesn't look like we're going to be able to kind of keep City honest and keep pushing them until the end. Um, There's still a 1% chance. You're in a privileged position. You're the 1%, you know. <laughs> yeah, in many ways. Um, but yeah, no, so it's disappointing. I mean, on the game itself, Arsenal, I thought Arsenal were okay for bits of the first half, um, but Brighton had a clear tactic just to invite our press onto them and then hoof it over the top, like completely bypass our midfield yeah, and effectively really our defence. Didn't it? <laughs> that was the yeah. thing. It really did. Yeah, it it did. And uh, Mitoma gave Ben White probably the toughest game I think he's had all season. Mm. Um, he was he was really really good. Uh, as soon as he kind of, as soon as Mitoma, sorry, switched on to that left side. Um, and even when even without Solly March, who's been one of their better players this season, they were just they're such a good team. Um. They they pressed us really well, and like I say, they they managed to bypass uh, like effectively half of our team. Uh, um, so yeah, it was a comprehensive Brighton victory, and I I can't have too many complaints about the result at the end of the day. Has something changed for you guys in the later stages of the season, or is it just kind of my general belief that it's the, the numbers, the underlying numbers, have converged towards reality? Um, no, I think I think the William Saliba injury is. I don't want to say it's the main reason, but that came in the same game that um, the uh, Takihiro Tomiyasu got injured as well. So those are our two, that's our first choice centre-back and one of our backup centre-backs injured in the same game. Mm. And um, it was around the time that Eddie Nketiah was starting to kind of slow up in his form and Jesus was only just coming back from his injury. Um, So yeah, I think those two players those two defenders getting injured it, it just exposed our general lack of squad depth but more specifically the um the lack of depth uh in defense and and so much of arsenal's play is built not only on a, a strong defense but on being able to build out from the back and mm-hmm. without having that kind of uh that kind of technical ability on the ball but also the recovery pace um that that allows us to play a higher line with without that i just think i think it was just always going to be a really really tough ask with with a second string defense and and also at the end of the day man city have won what 11 premier league games in a row yeah they're pretty good yeah then they're not bad at the football um so when when the rival for the title does that there's a certain element of it's kind of been taken out of your control yeah how many title races end like this with a with mm. like you say with an 11 game run i mean that is that's insane numbers for man city they've come good at exactly the right time the the thing that you were hoping for to keep the competition going is one staying away from injuries and as you say you got them in the similar position so it was it was very tough for you to you know when you when you're relying on 
holding, as we mentioned, that's a, that's a bad position to be in, whereas Man mm. City have got depth in every position. They've got an amazing second 11, forget the first 11. And and that they came into they've come into form at the right time, you know. So it was it was always going to be a, a tough ask. And from a neutral's point of view, I'm just glad you made it last this long. Um, but um, to just maybe go a bit bigger bigger picture and take the pressure off Adam a little bit here, um, <laughs> like what I as a neutral have said a few times now um, that it's getting a little bit boring but for the first time i've noticed and i don't know if oscar you will have because i don't know what the um i don't know what the american media thing is like for football beyond the actual matches themselves do you know what i mean the the actual match coverage but like i've noticed a little bit sneaking in now of of other people and the media saying this is getting a little dull now and what do the premier league do about this because the Premier League has always favoured the big clubs, done things that favour the big clubs, and like I don't know, it just feels like without the Premier League seriously skewing away from the big clubs to redistribute money in some way, I you know, and I don't know how that happens when you've got state run clubs, but like it's the first real real sneakings in i've heard in in podcasts and in the written press and stuff of like yeah actually this is getting the the trudge towards man city winning most seasons is getting a little bit boring now um and i don't know how this how this plays out because obviously ultimately i suppose we just wait for for newcastle to to win their first title and then we wait until Man United, when they're taken over by some <laughs> some country, you know. I, not I don't, officially I don't know. a country, Ian. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, for Principal legal reasons, not a country. Funds yeah. are owning all the clubs. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, just the just the government who owns the the fund that owns the club. Yeah, sure. Yes, sure. exactly. Yeah, 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 very good. Now you're getting it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know if there was a question that, like that I had there, other than just uh, it's creeping in other other places now, and I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't know whether we literally just wait for Newcastle to win a title. Yeah, um, I mean, you know. rec- recommended listening. Um, Double Pivot did a really good episode about this exact topic a couple of weeks ago. I want to say like maybe two, three weeks ago. I'm not sure if that was on the Patreon side or the Rain feed. Okay, but either way, worth a listen if you can get it. Um, but my general reaction to it, aside from that recommendation, is that I think that there are a lot of structural, um, things in place that will give City a benefit to the point where they'll be getting five out of six titles sometimes, like is going to have happened this, you know, these last six seasons or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I also think that like, you're not going to have Pep Guardiola. He's a generational talent, maybe even more than a generational talent, like, one mm. of the five best managers of all time, question mark. Surely, um, surely. And so, like, that on top of infinite resources is going to lead to periods like this, um, where it really is just the city dominating and who can maybe give them a sh- fight. That's Yeah, okay, that's an interesting point. So you just think the multiplier of Pep times what they've got has led to this. Yes. And yeah, I think that... Yeah. I think that... Newcastle coming in is a little bit scarier for me because the thing that could really destabilize this system is if it becomes a two-team league like Spain. I don't think that I'm... I'm not afraid of us becoming 
La Le uh, Ligue 1 or the Bundesliga just because of the TV money. Like, mm. there's just the yes, City have infinite money, but there's a limit on the amount that you can spend. And Chelsea are pushing that limit already. Yeah. And like, we're <laughs> not even one yeah. of the countries, oh, like one of the teams owned by a country, right? So, like, yeah, there are enough teams rich enough to be able to sort of approximately keep up with them over the course of a single window or a few windows. Um, and there's not a lot of Pep Guardiola's in the history of the game. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, I think that right now we're okay. I think if it becomes Newcastle and City driving prices up to the point where the other clubs cannot anymore give them a fight, that's where it becomes scary. Mm. Um, but I think we're okay for now. I just think that they happen to have got Pep Guardiola on top of infinite money. Yeah, and that's going to okay. get you, you know. And I think any team, if they had Pep for this long and a reasonably sized budget, like if Pep had been at Chelsea for the last five years or if Pep had been at Liverpool for the last five years or, or however many, you know, it's been more than five. But I think we'd be looking at a similarly ridiculous dynasty. I think that's just the Pep of it all. Um, but eventually it won't be everyone perfect the way that it is with Pep and them all pushing in the same direction as Pep. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Adam, what do you think? Did you listen to that Double Pivot episode? Uh, no, I didn't. But I I do sort of agree. And I also think there might come a point where, like, and this will be really difficult to do because the Premier League has always styled itself as the best league and the most competitive league in the world. But Are they? I, oh, I don't know if you've noticed it. it. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, the, it's very subtle brand messaging yeah. I've found. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's all about what you enjoy when you watch the league. Like, the relegation battle has been really exciting this season. Um, so I think, as is the case, like, when I watch the Bundesliga, and I don't watch it, like, week in, week out, like a diehard fan, but I do watch it probably more regularly than the average Premier League watcher would. And there's always entertaining games, so it's all about I think we'll just have to get to a point where if this does continue, we just have to find different things to find entertaining. A bit like to use a comparison to a different sport, um, a bit like Formula One, like this season and last season, Red Bull uh, were kind of clearly the best team and they ended up winning the championship really easily last season. And it looks like it's going to happen again this season. So you just have to find different like kind of races uh, different battles uh, up and down the kind of hierarchy of whatever sport you're watching to to kind of find entertaining and and I think there is enough in football there is enough kind of randomness as much as Oscar might wish that it stuck so rigidly to the numbers but there is enough <laughs> of that element of randomness and um, an unpredictability that I think there's still enough to enjoy um, maybe I'm just saying that as the fan of like as like an Arsenal fan who kind of feels a little bit lucky and fortunate to have gotten into the position where we were competing for a title for so long. Um, like if you had have asked me last season, did do I when do I think Arsenal will next win the league? I would have said like maybe five, seven years and that would have been optimistic. Um, right, yeah. So I think it's just about like your level of expectation for how competitive things are going to be. And... And yeah, and just finding the entertainment elsewhere if you need. I realize that's kind of a little bit pessimistic. <laughs> no, be. I mean, I don't disagree. Like, like things change really fucking fast, man. You, you know, you talk about Arsenal, like this is a highly unexpected title run. Look In the other direction, look at us, look at Chelsea. Like, 
less than two years ago, because it's not May 29th yet, we were probably the best team in the world for a few months. And, like, we're going to give City a title run, and it'll be a three-horse race. It won't just be Liverpool anymore. And, you know, my how the tables turn have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it sucks. It sucks. But we should, speaking of randomness and things going against the numbers, we do have an award to give out. We don't have to talk about this one that long, but I just want to give the award for the sake of giving the award because it's been a while since I did one of these. So, Mr. Simpson, please go ahead and cue the jingle. Better than they ought to be. Burn awake. We had another 3-0. It was Everton 0, Manchester City 3, Everton's 1.6 to City's 0.8. So I think it's pretty fucking hilarious that they basically clinched the title on a Burnleying. Um, had to throw that in there. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to mention that that was a Burnleying. Just wanted to mention that that was a Burnleying. Uh, Everton, despite yeah. the loss, looking like they might stay up. Um, but we'll talk more about the, the relegation race as the uh, end of the season approaches. We still have a couple of weeks before I can get away with not talking about the teams down there. Um, <laughs> so that will continue. And unless you guys have anything specific to add about football, I think it's about time to bluffer. <laughs> Straight in with a bluffer. Yeah, I knew that you wouldn't have anything to say about football. Bluff the time. Bluff the time. Let's bluffer bluff. Bluff a bluff. Make a bluff. Do a bluff. You say numbers. And I say Things and bluffer. <laughs> there it is. For the listeners, I was doing that without any music this time because Ian doesn't have his little keyboard. So I'm hearing the song in my head and trying to not line up with the notes that I'm hearing in my head. One little keyboard, which suggests I do it live, which I'm delighted with. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you rock out like a mini piano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two. Um, the temptation to, in the edit, leave you a cappella there is. Oh, be- please do! Oh my god, that would be so good. I would die. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm a little annoyed. I'm not going to lie to you because Chuck was going to be on this episode. He is officially back from Florida, but not quite feeling well enough to record this week. But I put in a ton of fucking work for this because I was excited. It was going to be the first time that I had three people playing the bluffer, not just a heads-up game. So I will be a little disappointed as we go through this. But you know. It is what it is. You could have saved it for next week. I'm sure we'd do a foursome next week. How dare you suggest that? No, 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 no. I did the work. We're using the thing. Um, so I have three categories. I'm going to pick the order of them just because why not? Um, and we'll start with speaking of top flight titles. Uh, and I'll throw this one to Ian first. Ian, you're yourself this week. Adam, you're Chuck. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be less confusing for everybody. I have in front of me the list of teams in the history of the English top flight, not Premier League, top flight, titles, three or more titles. So teams that have won the top division three or more times. There are wow. 14 to choose from. How many of those 14 can you name? Uh, right. I will go a starting bit of four. Four, Adam. Can you give me five? Um, top flight. God, I mean, Ian was around back when football began. Hey, like, actually, began in the kind of seventeen hundreds. Um, <laughs> I was there at the meeting when Notts County was founded. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, yeah. Okay, I'll go five. All right, Ian. Do I have six? Uh, yeah. Go on. I'll go six. Yeah. Adam, do you want to take it to 50% out of the 14? Can you name seven? Yeah, I'll go seven. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go eight. Yeah, okay. 
No, I, I don't think I could do nine. Ooh, Ian, you're going to have to start taking categories now that it's not just me or Chuck you're playing against. <laughs> okay. Can you name eight top flight winning teams with three or more titles? Uh, Manchester City. Correct. They have eight, fifth all time. Chelsea. Yes, seventh all time with six titles. Manchester United. Top, 20 titles. Uh, Liverpool. Yes, second place, 19 titles. Okay. Um, Arsenal. Third place, 13 titles. Shout out, Adam. Good job. So how many have I got left? Three? Three more, yes. Right, I'm trying to think of who I've You've said. named all the double digits ones. Okay. Um, uh, Everton. Yes, Everton, fourth place, nine titles. Two more. Okay, I'm going to go um, Leeds. Ooh, 12th place, three titles on the nose. Leeds, I need one more, Ian. One more, one more, one, one more, one more. more. There is a team that has more than Chelsea that you haven't said. Is it, okay, I haven't said I can't remember who I have said. That's the problem. That's um, <laughs> okay. Oh, well, no, but I'll take it old school. Um, Aston Villa. Yes, that is the team. Seven ah. titles, sixth place all time. Adam, do you want to throw any in there? Yeah, no, to be honest, those were the ones that I could think of. Uh, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't even be able to make a kind of the. I was Blackburn, but I don't know how many they actually won. Three, um, so they were on oh, the list. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, that, that would be the only ones that I could relatively guess. Sunderland and Newcastle. Uh, you could have also had Sheffield Wednesday, Netflix's own. Um, Wolves and Huddersfield. Huddersfield. <laughs> Very, <laughs> Three good back. Very good callback. Very good callback. Yeah, that's a shout out to people who've been listening for <laughs> four or more years at this point. Yeah. Uh, all right, next category. Adam, I'll let you pick. Do you want FPL related or pop culture related? Let's go pop culture related. Very good. I have in front of me the 13. I was very strategic about how many things were in these categories, given that it was going to be three people betting in 13 <laughs> movies that have made 1.5 billion or more dollars at the box office. This is not in, adjusted in, this is not adjusted for inflation. This is just gross d global box office, 1.5 billion or more. There are 13 to choose from. Adam, how many can you name? And there's no caveats. This isn't Marvel films. Nope, it's just the numbers. Huh. I would go for five as a starter. That's, okay. that's reasonable. <laughs> Talking himself with <laughs> Yeah. Ian, 13 top grossing movies of all time. How many can you name? Um, okay, I'll say six. I could, by, for the record, I had this top ten already, like, memorized in my head of course yeah so i can't like give a fair assessment of whether this is a hard or easy category it's just a thing that i know <laughs> okay um I'll, I'll go one more i can do seven seven we got seven ian can you give me eight i've not got enough written down to then go no go on adam go seven. Ooh. okay that's a tough it's a tough category that i like it so i would go the first avatar film yes 2.9 billion dollars and and then the second Avatar film, the yes, the third place on the list with two point three billion dollars. I would go the first Avengers. The first Avengers, yes, tenth place all time, one point five billion, exactly Oof. over the line. Oh god! Um, <laughs> then uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes, second all time, two point eight billion dollars in the box office. Three more to get. And Avengers Infinity War. 
Infinity War, yeah, sixth on the list, $2.0 billion. Okay, uh, oh, Titanic, obviously. Yes, $2.3 billion, fourth place all time. Or Titanic, um, as I used to call it. <laughs> hey! High level stuff. Boobies. Uh. <laughs> um, and oh, this is, I feel like this is a risky one. Um, this, the Star Wars The Force Awakens? Yes, fifth place all time, $2.1 billion. Made more than Infinity War, which I was a little bit surprised oh, to really? find out. Yeah. Yeah, so you got all of it. Congratulations, you oh, get the well point, played. I believe. Thank you very much. And uh, you got all of the top six, plus no, one further down. Job. Yeah, Ian, did you want to throw any out there? I didn't write down anything that Adam didn't say, so uh, okay. no, I can't. I can't think. What all right. Well, for out. those of you curious at home, I'll round out the list. Seventh place all time, Spider-Man: No Way Home, one point nine billion. Huh. Oh wow. Eighth place all time, Jurassic World, one point seven billion. Jurassic World. Yes, Jurassic World. That's right. Oh, this course. is not adjusted yes. translation, so yeah, there's a recency yeah, bias. Yeah. That's part of the problem with not adjusting. But yeah. I didn't want to have copy. No, fair so. enough. Um, ninth place all time. This one was very surprising to me, if I didn't already know it, and that is Lion King, the live action one from 2019, is the so ninth wow. highest grossing of all time. So I was just sick in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you also had Furious Seven. <laughs> Which, uh, as of the time of recording, the tenth one comes out in a couple. Furious Seven. This seems so random. I, it's a recency bias, man. I'm telling you. No, Adjust, no, I know. But, for uh, there's there's straight, more but... recent bad Fast and Furious films. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that to wind you up. But <laughs> that just seems 12th, like a no. They're half stranger. of them are bad. Half of them are good. Um, <laughs> twelfth place all time. Top Gun Maverick, the greatest movie of all time, probably. That doesn't start with Star Wars at the front of it. One point five billion and Frozen Two with one point five billion. Frozen 2. Frozen 2. Not Frozen 1. Frozen 2. Inflation's a bitchy, and I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so fucking tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. The first Frozen was like 13 years ago now. Right, I like, yeah, I suppose. But it just, so that's, uh, a lot, that's a lot of time for the value of a dollar to I've change. I've seen Frozen... I know this wasn't the question, but I've seen Frozen 18 <laughs> million times. I've seen Frozen 2... <laughs> Imagine no if that was the question. <laughs> Bluffer, how many times has Ian seen Frozen? <laughs> if it was how many times have I seen certain films, Apollo 13 would be the top, as I think we've discussed before. Well, Ian, I think that just the thing you said before says more about the particular age of your child than it does about oh, the of children's yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Frozen 2, very big movie, yeah. apparently. Frozen so. came out when he was three. He was, he yeah, was right that's, in that sweet spot. That's right in there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I um, think it was a burgeoning moment for his sexuality when uh, Elsa let her hair down and he went, wow. <laughs> and I went, there's your Little Mermaid moment, mate. Yeah, oh, Little Mermaid. That, that's that's formative. Uh, Pink Jessica Ranger Rabbit, and Titanic, all, yeah. all good things. <laughs> all right, let's take it to our last category. Let's move on from that slightly awkward topic. <laughs> the disopening cartoon sexy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, you said it, not me. Top <laughs> FPL players this season so far, 150 points or more. There are 16 players who have made that cutoff of 150 points or more. Listener, that is at the time of recording, Wednesday, May 17, 3.06 p.m. East Coast time, 8.06 p.m. UK time. So, you know, don't at me for the Friday games. We're in the middle of a double game week. These numbers are going to change by the time you hear this. But... <laughs> Currently, the top 16 FPL players who have, they all have 150 points or more. Uh, I will, okay, I will open at uh, eight. 
eight. Starting off at the fifty percent mark, Ian or Adam, can you name more than half of see, the, the thing is, top FPL players? But just see, I know Ian probably knows more than I reckon he knows more than ten, so I'll go ten. Ooh, spicy, spicy. <laughs> this is going great. We got ten. Ian, do you want to lose to a child? <laughs> 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 um, uh, oh god right okay uh yeah i'll go i'll go 11 i suppose Ooh, that was a hesitant 11 <laughs> adam do you want to go 12 do you want to lose to an old man oh i see it works both ways <laughs> yep, 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 yep. everyone older than me is an old man everyone younger than me is a child i'm the only person here who is the right age <laughs> the right age <laughs> The correct, the correct age. age. The correct age, yes. <laughs> Which is old enough to play in a senior's Rocket League. <laughs> 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 Fucking Methuselah of old Rocket farts, League. Old it. farts, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, I can do 12 because I know Ian would not want to be bested given oh, he check him does out. an FPL podcast. And imagine if he got beaten by a scrub like me. I know. Not only is he losing to you in the real game, but now he's going to lose to you in an FPL-related question. No, embarrassing take take 12 adam go on <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> oh, no, sorry anyone who's trying that fucking hard <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't you don't want those 12 i don't think but let's yeah, see let's yeah. see how this goes i'm pretty sure there'll be three arsenal players so i can do um saka i can go for odegaard and um martinelli so that's uh, three. the Surely. hubris to throw three at the same time assuming oh, that on. you got the first one right <laughs> Honestly offensive. Yes, Saka, 7th place, 194 points. Odegaard, 207. And what was the third name you said? Martinelli. Martinelli, yes, 198, 5th place on the list. Three down. Okay, um, so then I'll go Haaland. Yes, 1st place, 266 points. Uh, Salah. Yep, 229, 3rd place. Uh, Kane. Yes, 2nd place, 240. Okay. Um, six more. This is harder than I thought it was. Is that 6 um, so far? Yep. Yeah. 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 Fucking hell. Um, uh, um, uh, De Bruyne? Yes, ninth place, 181 points. Oh, God, that was closer than I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> I will go... Uh, uh, Bruno Fernandes? Ooh. 14th place on the list, Ooh, 155. Well played, 155. Okay, so Bruno Fernandes is in. That means Rashford must be as well. Yes, Rashford, sixth place on the list. Very good. Two more points than Saka, 196. Three more. There's only one player who did more than De Bruyne that you haven't said. Um, uh, Ollie Watkins? Ollie Watkins is on the list, but not better than De Bruyne, but he is 11th place, 166 points. Two more, please. Ivan Tony. Yes, say, that's that right. The player who's better than KDB is it? That is the press. Yeah. That is the player that's better well than KDB. Played. He's got 182 points. One more, ninth, eighth on the list. Jesus Christ, I'm like completely tapped out. It's I, tough, um, man. This is yeah. You've done well. Yeah, you you hit the top eight, top nine. There's only one player in the top ten you haven't said. I see. I'm worried that this might be recency. Ah, I've got two in my mind. Um. Can I talk you through my thinking process? I'd go for the longer term pick, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, okay, in that case, I will go for Trippier. I knew it. Yep, oh. ding, ding, ding. 10th <laughs> place on the list. Kieran Trippier with 179 points. Very good, Adam. That Excellent. was very good. Uh, Ian, do you want to throw any more out there? Uh, I, I must admit, Adam's got all the 
well, more than the ones I had written down. So let's have a think. Um, you only went for defenders when you went to Trippier. Is there a, is there a goalkeeper on the list? There are um, two keepers on the list, actually. Oh, okay. oh really? Uh, well, I assume... Oh, actually, I was trying to think. Oh, who would you go keepers? Because obviously there's two keepers on the list, near. and they have both outscored Bruno Fernandez. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Wow. There you go. Expensive keepers for the. Well, I, sh- I assume it's an expensive keeper. Um, uh, Allison. Yes, 160 points, tenth, twelfth place on the list. Um, is there another defender on the list? There is a defender, a keeper, and I am assuming a midfielder, but maybe a forward. Okay. Um, well, uh, Ben White. Nope. No. Um, I was surprised by the last defender on the list. I'm going to be honest. Uh, Gabriel? No. Would it be oh, um, either Robertson or Alexander-Arnold? It is. It's there. Trent. Oh, it's Trent. Trent, yeah, 151. He just <sighs> snuck over the line after those two goals the other day. So who's the other attacker? Uh, you could have had Ebreche Eze with 152 really? points. Eze? Oh, wow. That's how much Palace have been scoring recently, remember? <laughs> we didn't <laughs> talk about it. Um, and Raya, who is a goalkeeper. I don't know what team they play for, but they have 156 points. There you go. Oh, yeah, I suppose he gets a lot of save points, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. Oh, that was fun. Wait, did uh, you I just mean, say Anna. Brentford? Raya, Brentford, yeah. The Brentford keeper is outscoring Bruno Fernandes and Trent Alexander-Arnold. What a lovely note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, do you want to take us out again, Oscar? You did it so well. Yes, but time. I once again do not have the list of names in front of you. You need to send me that so that I have it to read. Um, but yes, thank you for joining us. Absolutely lovely to have you all. Hope your FPL double game week is coming up nicely if you're playing hard in the run into the season. Um, really, there are I really games... want to beat you, Oscar. Hmm? I really want to beat you. Yeah, I've been trying. I, okay, let's talk about FPL for a second, and then I'll take, then I'll take <laughs> okay. it out. Because this is by far the best I've ever done. My goal is usually get 2,000 points. I'm at like 2260 already, and I have a big double game week coming to go. By far the best I've ever done. My advice to everyone who is not listening is don't try at all. <laughs> <laughs> Spend five minutes Sunday night, make a transfer, forget about your team. And then in the last few weeks when all the double game weeks start happening, that's when you pay attention. I didn't start paying attention until game week 30, and it's the best I've ever done. You make a mockery of everything I stand for. (laughs) But listen to Ian's podcast, because it's really good. No, don't. Oscar's 16 points ahead of me. Uh... (laughs) Sunday night transfers, man. That was my move all season. No hits. So, anyway. um, There's soccer. There's Patreons. We love you guys. Adam, say goodbye. Goodbye. Ian, say goodbye. Goodbye. Come on, Posh. Chuck, we miss you. We love you. We hope to have you back soon. 